0: to Living Healthy and Aging Well. My name is Ken Hagland, and we are broadcasting from the AM950 radio station that overlooks beautiful Bryant Lake Regional Park located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. It's another beautiful day here in the Twin Cities and I am so grateful to be here with you today and I hope all of you listening are doing well. We are on the air every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics to help you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. I want to thank all of you that leave us messages on our radio show phone line. We appreciate hearing from you, and we welcome your comments, questions, and topics. For future shows. Also, if you are brave enough and are interested in being a guest on our radio show, please give us a call or text us anytime at 612 999 3426. You can also contact us on our website at livinghealthyradio.com. There you can find information about upcoming guests as well as listen to our previous shows. And we look forward to hearing from you. We are adding new listeners to the show each week, not only here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, but also throughout the country. You can find podcasts for all of our radio shows on the AM950 radio website. And we can also be found on iTunes, Spotify, and many other podcasts and streaming services. You can also watch our broadcast live on the radio station's Facebook page at AM950 Radio. All right, joining me in a few moments is Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, Justin Hallen, co-founders of Thanacare. This is a Minnesota-based end-of-life planning company, and they're here today to share how Thanacare is scaling the end-of-life planning process with people, families, and providers. The power of advanced care planning benefits all stakeholders, from the patient to loved ones to providers and caretakers. Each person deserves ownership over their end-of-life, and Thanacare exists to empower a graceful end-of-life for all people. Thanacare partners with hospital systems, hospice, palliative, and death doula providers to support end-of-life planning initiatives. You will enjoy listening to my show today. If you have a question for us, there's two ways to reach us. First, by calling the AM950 radio station and our friendly show engineer, Dan, will get your call in the air. Our phone number is 952-946-6205. Once again, 952-946-6205. Or you can text us your questions at 612 999 Now, don't worry, folks. If you missed our contact numbers, I'll repeat them throughout the show. Also, please do not wait until the show has ended to call or text us with your questions. We often receive many of the same questions after the show has ended. So if you have a question, many others do as well. So please contact us during the show, and we look forward to answering your questions. All right. I want to welcome my guest for today's show, Dr. Michael madison Sam Madison and Justin Hallen are co-founders of Thanacare, T H A N A C A R E. Some people may not be familiar with the word thana, but we're going to talk about that here in the show today. It's a Minnesota-based end-of-life planning company. Welcome to the show, gentlemen.
1: Thank you, Kevin. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: All right, this will be exciting. We 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 talked before the show, we share such a passion for this um, this topic, this area of life and uh, What I want to do for our listeners—they love hearing about people's backgrounds, just a little bit of who they are. So we're going to go through the list here. Uh, Doctor Madison, give us a background, a bit about your background, and um, and really what inspired you to start Fanicare.
2: Thanks again, Ken, for having us here today. Um, I am a physician. I'm an interventional neuroradiologist, and I'm Minnesota-born and bred and trained. I've uh, been in the community treating patients for. Over 25 years, uh, the primary thing that I do as an interventional neuroradiologist is to treat brain aneurysm and stroke, Are uh, the two d- disease processes that I manage. And it uh, is through my experience as a provider that has given me passion for this topic of doing better at end of life yeah. than we currently do.
0: Yes. And as we talked, this is a society. This is, a, this is so big. It's hiding in plain sight because it's going to affect us all. It'll affect us all because we have relatives, we have we have human people that are in our lives, and it'll also affect ourselves. So it's something that everybody really needs to pay attention to, and we'll talk more about about that in a future uh, or a future segment here. But uh, let's let's jump over to Justin. Uh, give us a little bit of background from you.
1: Absolutely, thank you, Ken. Um, yes, I have always had a passion for healthcare. Um, my background is mostly in sales and marketing from the consumer perspective. And that is happening to healthcare, right? The consumerism of healthcare. So, um, when Dr. Madison approached me about what he's seen in his practice, I was very excited to work on that problem. And it is a problem, as we'll talk mm-hmm. about later. And so, from a business perspective, that gets me excited, right? There's a problem here. What is it? How can we fix it? Let's go.
0: Yeah, a big problem. All right. Hey, Sam, can you hear us? I can. All right. So, so just everyone know Sam is uh, talking to us from. The West Coast, somewhere on the West Coast?
3: That's correct, Los Angeles, California. Okay,
0: all right. Well, yeah, give us a little bit of bio and
3: background of you. Thank you, Ken. Yep, I am uh, Dr. Madison's son, and I have been a part of startups and restartups throughout my professional career. And uh, when my dad approached me with this idea, uh, it wasn't the first time. We've talked about this idea uh, a number of times. So when we started this company together about four years ago now, um, it made a lot of sense. And like you said earlier, Ken, I'm just one of those many people who've been affected by death, and I find myself in a position helping to streamline that process and give that cons- consumer ownership uh, back to the healthcare care consumer uh, over their process. So I'm excited to be a part of that.
0: All right. So we've got the founders here. And so, folks, if you have any questions regarding advanced care planning, so think about that and give us a call or you can text us because I want to make sure we answer questions today. We um, um, we just had a workshop through my organization um, with Gilda's Club and it was a sold out packed uh, room, uh, people learning how to do advanced care planning. And so it's just such an important topic today. Uh, more important than I think it's ever been because we've medicalized death. And, I mean, it's just there's so many different topics we'll talk about here, but um, but let's let's talk about Thanacare. So Sam mentioned that you guys started it up about four years ago. We're thinking about it, probably a kitchen table type thing. I just love ideas that happen in the kitchen or the garage. Um, so it you know, kind of tell us more about Thanacare and, uh, and how the process has has evolved here since you guys started it.
2: So the you know the the problem that we identified and um, what I was observing in my career treating my patients was that. Only a small percentage of us uh, in our country have completed advanced care planning documents. Uh, mm-hmm. The number is roughly three to five percent of pay- people have completed advanced care planning documents. And what happens? Uh, the other issue is that even when they've been completed, sometimes they're not available at the time when they're you know when they're needed in the emergency room or in the hospital. Uh, and so th- the result of that is that. The end of life process, because people haven't talked about it or thought about it, it tends to be a lot messier and dysfunctional than it would otherwise be if they had thought about it and talked about it. And specifically, the you know if you're incapacitated, who is going to make the decisions for you? Um, and you know there often comes a time in our lives, and we all know for certain that we're going to die, Um, but there does come a time towards the end of life where the medical interventions that we might choose to, uh, you know, offer a patient no longer make sense in the context of the fact that they will not likely make that patient either live longer or better. Um, you, You know, this could be a medication, this could be a procedure. And You know, we as care providers, we want, as our patients do, we want our patients to live as long and as well as possible. But when we get to that place where, you know, the intervention no longer makes sense, that we know it doesn't make sense, um, you, you know, we don't often advocate for it. But when the patient and their family haven't prepared to have these discussions, they unfortunately almost invariably choose more care, you know, and so... They because you know it's they've lived you know they're in denial for the topic and the, the denial has not led them to a good place and what ends up happening is that you know I and other providers end up doing interventions that we really don't want to do but and we know that aren't going to make the patient live longer or better but the patient's family often you know asks us to do it because they don't want to they haven't prepared to make the you know to say well. This is not what he or she would have wanted this you know, and the, you know the, the result quite frankly is that a lot of unnecessary care is delivered at end of life, and that the other the other unfortunate result is that too often patients die in hospitals you know, and we saw this in covid it was tragic I mean people died in hospitals in ICUs alone mm-hmm. because they we couldn 't allow visitors into the hospital it 's not a great way to die you know we don 't want to die alone in an ICU we want to be in, a, in an environment where we 're comfortable we're we 're well cared for um, we 're provided the the safety and, and and the care that we need at end of life and that we can be exposed to our family and our friends and and that's that does happen that happens altogether way too often that it does you know that things are other than that are happening and so our mission statement is to get people to think about death and to plan for death and to try to make sure that we do better as a country dying.
0: Boy, we got a lot to unpack on that conversation, um, and we've got about, uh, about a minute left in this segment. Um, what, what we find when we're talking to people, because when we admit them into hospice, that's one of the checklist items. Do you have an advanced care directive? And so often they don't. And so we are scrambling... To help them understand what it is, because again, a lot of people don't—they really don't understand that. They, they get confused with—is it estate planning? Is it you know? I mean, there's all these things that that people are kind of used to, you know, doing for financial reasons, but not for healthcare necessarily. So, um, when we get back from the break here, we'll we'll talk more about why it's so important, because you don't want to have someone being your voice that you may not want to have as your voice and your spokesperson. So, all right, folks, it is time for a short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, and Justin Hallen, co founders of Thanacare, a Minnesota based end of life planning company. And they are here today to share how Thanacare is providing end of life planning for people, families, and providers and how the power of advanced care planning benefits all stakeholders, from patient to loved ones to providers and caretakers. If you have a question for us, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Haglund, and you're listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, and Justin Hallen, and they are co-founders of ThanaCare, and that's spelled T-H-A-N-A-C-A-R-E. Thanacare is a Minnesota-based end-of-life planning company, and they are here today to share how Thanacare is providing end-of-life planning for people, families, and providers and how that power of advanced care planning can benefit all stakeholders, from the patient to the loved ones especially, and to providers and caretakers. So if you have a question for us, this is really important information, folks. Uh, Please give us a call 952-946-6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. Justin, how can our listeners contact you if they have questions or want more information?
1: Absolutely. So you can go to our website, fanacare.com, T-H-A-N-A-C-A-R-E.com. There is a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. At the bottom in our footer is an email to reach out to us. You can also schedule your advanced care planning session uh, with one of our advocates on the schedule tab at the top.
0: All right. This is, this is going to be so important, this segment here, because I want to make sure we set this up right. The first segment we talked about the problem. It is a human nature problem, and it's affecting us society-wise. We've talked about how much needless health care is expended on people that don't really understand what they're getting into. And it so often happens when people don't or can't speak for themselves. So we'll, we'll, we'll visit that again because there's so much. you got a great blog there about the optimism of end-of-life end of Um and, and I, again, just people wanting to show they care. It's a signaling mechanism. <laughs> There's so much psychology that goes into this because it's such a big deal. It's end of life. So anyway, but well, we're going to talk right now about what are the services that Thanacare provides to patients, clients, families, and communities. And I'd like to have Sam jump in here and, and talk about what are the services that Thanacare provides.
3: Yeah, again. So, ThanaCare is bifurcated with our services on two lines.
0: We have a service
3: arm where we're engaging with clients, with patients, to complete their advanced care planning uh, with our subspecialty nurses and social workers, and those have been trained in the end-of-life care. Um, our people are using our technology to engage with those people, to get those documents done, certified, and shared um, in some modern ways. Uh, The other side of that is that technology that I just mentioned, where we do the capture and documentation of the advanced care planning. SantaCare has developed this software as a service where some of our partners are using it for themselves to engage their clients, uh, whether that's a hospital system or in upstream cases with palliative and hospice care uh, or down to individual death doulas who are using the the software to to get these documents done. And and so everyone is really firm in their end of life care beliefs, but then are aligned uh, around the path forward.
0: All right. So just to make sure the audience is clear, you, you really support people who are making individual decisions. They wanna they want to understand what is an advanced health care directive. But also you help support organizations or providers that want to make sure they had that information to help support the patient's wishes or the client's wishes and that that information is readily available. That's
3: correct. It's like we talked about it earlier. It's a big of a it's a bear of an issue. So we're we are attacking this at each individual level. If you're a single healthcare consumer, you can engage a Panicare advocate to get your advanced care directives done and completed, and then we can work with you to communicate that to your primary care or other caretakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you are those providers who are on the hook to get this advanced care planning stuff done for your patient populations we can help support you in your initiatives.
0: Right. And it's so important that providers, patients, family, or whoever is the, the, the person that's overseeing that care is on the same page.
3: Absolutely. And that's where the technology really steps up. It mm-hmm. it, it, it creates a firm alignment. With, uh, with everyone who is around this patient, for this patient's end-of-life wishes and, and care plans. Mm-hmm. Everyone really knows the roster spot they're on and their responsibilities.
0: Right. And I just want to mention to people, um, even though we're in Minnesota, we're broadcasting from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, uh, Thanacare is a Minnesota-based company, but you guys are nationwide, and everyone needs to understand who's listening to this, this broadcast live or on a podcast that each state has their own advanced care directive formats and questions. They're they're very similar, but you do want to make sure you work with the state uh, forms to make sure that that's done. And I'm sure you guys can help with that, with understanding, you know, if you're in California, you know, here's the California forms to be filled out. And that is part of the service that you guys have, right? To help them, help them make sure they have the right state forms but also help them answer the questions because there's the Minnesota forms here. It's 15 pages, so it, it it can be daunting, and and a lot of questions. They're they're pretty you know important, significant, sometimes you know heavy question. How do you want to do it? Do this or do that? And we don't have time in the show right now to go through all those questions, which I'd love to have you guys back to talk about some of those questions because they're very very important. But one of the most important questions they do ask on the Minnesota one is. Please make sure copies of this form are placed in your medical record at all the places you get care. How many people do that? They don't. But that's what you guys can do for them, right?
2: That's correct. I mean again, our goal and objective is to change that 3 to 5% completion rate to 80 or to 90% mm-hmm. and that our goal and objective is to change the problem of the documents not being available when needed. Uh, and eliminate that as a problem mm-hmm. and we incorporate the documents into an electronic health record we have uh, capability of of making sure that the electronic uh, d- document is is carried by the patient with the QR code uh, and so we, until we solve those problems uh, that's we're going to keep working mm-hmm. um, and and again it's so as you alluded to it's a it's a remote Platform, So we can get the advanced care planning documents done generally using Teams or Zoom, Mm -hmm. um, which most people are familiar with at this point. Um, And, you know, we can help them with that technology. But then we we can do this remotely so that we don't have to meet in person. But we are still communicating face-to-face and our our advocates can help with that process. We – in 21 states – I think soon to be 22 states, there are uh, laws that allow uh, e-notary and um, and e-signature so that even the the notarization process of the documents, once they're completed, can be done remotely. And uh, and then our commitment to our customers is to make sure that those documents are available when they're needed. And um, that is a promise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're in the last minute here. And so we'll we'll pick this up, but it's fine to have that form or forms magneted to your refrigerator. But that isn't the only place you're going to need it. Right. <laughs> so we'll, yeah. we'll come back yeah. and talk more about that. All right, t- all right, folks, it's time for a short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, and Justin Hallen co-founders of Thanacare, a Minnesota-based end-of-life planning company, and they're here today to share how Thanacare is providing end-of-life planning for people, families, providers, and how the power of advanced care planning can benefit all stakeholders, from the patient to the loved ones, to providers, to caretakers. If you have a question, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. ATNFA M 950, St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones enjoy and improve your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, and Justin Hallen. And they are co founders of Thanacare, a Minnesota based end of life planning company. And they're here talking about how Thanacare can help with end of life planning. And, uh, folks, if you have a question, um, it's so important to give us a call this segment we're getting near the end of the show here. Uh, so I know if you'll have questions on this cause I'll get them after the show. So try your best to give us a call, um, and, or give us a text and we'll, we'll do that. But before we return to our conversation, I want to mention this radio show is brought to you in part each week by Minnesota hospice. Minnesota hospice is an independent locally owned medical practice serving our twin cities communities with comprehensive end of life health care. The team at Minnesota Hospice provides patients and family members with award-winning end-of-life health care services. You may not be aware that hospice brings compassionate medical, social, emotional, and spiritual services to your home with typically no cost to you or your family. Please do not wait to learn how hospice care can benefit you and your loved ones. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice. They are available to answer your questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their phone number is 952-898-1022. Once again, 952-898-1022. Or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. All right, let's return to our conversation here. Justin, if the audience has questions and wants to learn more about Thanacare... How can they get a hold of you guys?
1: Absolutely. So, once again, you can go to our website, thanacare.com, T H A N A C A R E.com. On that page, at the top, you can schedule your individual ACP conversation with us with a well qualified advocate. And at the bottom, you can find us on Instagram or LinkedIn in our footer and hi at thanacare.com.
0: Excellent. It's so a very easy, folks. It's a great website, clean, easy to read. This is a very complicated area to a certain extent, and these guys have made it so simple. Um, and they've, we've got to talk about the advocates because I think people really need to understand that by calling, they can get a hold of somebody, scheduling somebody who will help them walk through the advanced care planning document in the forms. That's correct. And that's so important. It, again, you can do it on your own, <laughs> but you don't want to make mistakes either. And the, the benefit of having an advocate who is a professional in this area is you get it done right. And then they make sure all the places that need to have this document have it. So you don't have to worry about putting it on your refrigerator with a magnet and hoping that when you need that document, you're going to be there in the kitchen (laughs) laying on the floor when the EMTs come in. Right? So you, you want to make sure that your healthcare providers have it. And as we find out in hospice, people have many healthcare providers. I mean, it's, you know, we just a lot of specialists, a lot of generalists, they have maybe may at times multiple hospitals that they've been at. So it's really important to think that through. And again, that's where the advocates at Danicare can help you think through those things. But I want to talk about this section, this session here, um, about stories that you've encountered, doctor, and some of your perspectives that you have from your practice and how important this is.
2: Sure. Thanks, Ken. Uh- so again, as an interventional neuroradiologist, I uh, spend a fair amount of time treating patients with stroke. And we've made miraculous progress in the management of stroke in our country uh, in, in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, the things we can do now that mm-hmm. were just a dream even in the year 2000 and, and those things where I come into play is I get called to remove generally a clot that is stuck in a blood vessel at the base of the brain and we use technology catheter technology to essentially suck the clot out of the artery and if we do so and and reopen the vessel the patient typically will do much better than if we hadn't done that and their their chance for meaningful recovery is greatly improved uh and so that is is wonderful and rewarding work it it never gets old but there there does there are situations where even that may or may not make sense, and you know, a classic example for me is I've been asked to there a story where I, I was treating or asked to treat an 88 year old female who was uh, in a memory care unit with moderate dementia, and uh, you know, there are only a limited number of ways that we actually die, and you know, and quite frankly, dementia, from my perspective, again, is arguably one of the worst because right. your, your your brain and your you know who you are goes away before your body goes away and it's it's often a very tragic uh, end of life experience uh, for for the patient and for their families and so in this situation where I was asked to treat that 88 year old with moderate dementia who was in a memory care unit despite the fact that she was 88 and in a memory care unit with moderate dementia There had been no discussion about her end-of-life experience, you know. And she was obviously incapacitated, unable to make those decisions. And because of the fact that they hadn't been talked – that things hadn't been talked about and planned for ahead of time, what ends up happening and what ended up happening there is that the patient's family members who are present, you know, they are kind of stuck in the sense that they – don't want the guilt of making the decision. No more care for mom or grandma in the absence of mom or you know grandma declaring that that's what what they would have wanted. And and so what ends up happening is that they say do the procedure anyway. And I you know I'm very frank with them. I'll say the best thing that's going to happen is that I get the clot out. She's going to return to the demen- or to the dementia unit or the moderate, the memory care unit and die of dementia. And that's not great. And so sometimes a large stroke could actually be a blessing in some ways, you know, short-circuiting some of that pain and suffering. But they end up, you know, in the absence of any planning, they'll end up saying do it as this patient's family said do it. And then, you know, I can't tell you, Ken, how many times I've gotten calls six months later, eight months later. I wish we would have listened to you because it's terrible what's happening now. And so – just planning ahead is important, and you know you can always change your mind. There's no, the, none of these right. these documents are not they're not a you know they're, they're non-binding in the context of the fact that they're always flexible, mm-hmm. but. If you think about it and plan with it, plan for it, if you'd make the declarative statements to your family members and loved ones, if you, de- if you decide who's going to make those decisions for you when you're not able to make decisions medical who's your medical surrogate, often husband or wife or son or daughter you know, if you do those things and if you make it clear to them what you want, then it'll be easier for them. Mm-hmm. It'll be a lot easier for them. And they will you know they' will have much less burden than they otherwise would, and they'll make better decisions mm-hmm. and so we're going to try to solve this problem like you said it's a it's a problem that's well well ensconced in our country that it's okay to to, to live in denial about our death you know and we need to change that because it's not serving us it's just not
0: no 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 and um, we we're so marketed to was it ten thousand images a day or something that we get about youth. And, and um, it's it's a youth based culture, and so again nobody we're, we're probably the worst in the entire planet about dealing with death, and and uh, it's really again you see it I see it in our professions, and it's really sad. I I had a one of my patients was 95 years old, several comorbidities, but started to experience um, loss of breath when they climbed stairs, and so. The family was concerned, took them to you know, cardiologists and things, and they said, Oh, you know, we could put in a 30 year heart valve and solve that problem. And the person, the family never had a advanced directive. There was no, it was just one of these things where we go, Oh my gosh. And he came on our service less than three weeks after the surgery because he never recovered. And I asked the family, I said, Well, like what were the odds that you were given? I mean, was it gonna be so successful or whatever? And they said, Well, he said it was a five percent success rate. And I thought to myself, you focused on the five percent, not the ninety-five percent, that it's not gonna work. But but it and there's a whole other show here about, you know, end of life optimism and you know, we just we all struggle with we think we're gonna live forever, but in reality we're not. And here's the family now making the decision because they don't want the guilt of saying, well, what if we coulda, shoulda, done something? That's why this is the most this is the most precious gift someone can give to their family who's gonna be ending up making that decision if there's no advanced care directive, they're gonna ask somebody. It may be the doctor, it may be a judge, it may be you know, there's people that will step in and make a decision and they may not be the ones that you want to have make a decision.
2: Yeah, I mean, we all die, and our chance to—I mean, we—I mean, we take ownership over most other parts of our life. I mean, and this is a pretty big part of our life. It's the last thing we'll do on this earth, and to do it better, and to do it well, and to do that at the benefit of your family, is an important thing. And so, we—you know—once we're done with the documents, we videotape the the the, fam- the 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 person filling out the documents, and they basically just reconfirm that. It's like a one or one and a half minute video. They reconfirm that the wishes that they've expressed in the document are their wishes, and they would like them honored. And that's often helpful to the family as well. I mean, it's sometimes easy to ignore a paper document or a mm-hmm. digital document, but it's hard for them to ignore a video of their family member saying, "No, this is what I want, and please honor my wishes." And mm-hmm. they, um, and so it. This is doable. We all can collectively do much better than we're doing, and, and that's our mission.
0: Yeah. You mentioned something earlier um, about it, mom or grandma or whoever. Sometimes they're the matriarch of the family. They've made decisions for the family the entire lifetime, and all of a sudden that person is now unable to make the decision, and someone else has to step in, and no one really is even conditioned or, or feeling comfortable to make that decision. So, again, it, we, we see the chaos that happens because so many times, you know, grandma falls. They rush her to the hospital. They're gonna do. A, they're gonna um, fix the broken hip, and they realize, well, your heart can't take a surgery. So all of a sudden, there you are. Things will happen so fast, and it throws the family into crisis. So let alone, you, you can't go home and live by yourself anymore. You can't live independently. So it's just that whole de- dimension. But again, these things accelerate pretty quickly, and all of a sudden, they're facing you know end of life type decisions. And again, nobody's prepared for it. Like I say three to five percent are prepared for it. <laughs> the rest of us aren't.
2: Right, and you know it's so true, Ken. It's it, and it it is so sad because it, it's so yeah. stressful. It's so traumatic for the to be losing the matriarch uh, right. or the patriarch. Uh, it is. And it can break families apart in ways that, you know, nobody, the matriarch or patriarch would never want, you know, to have permanent dysfunction within their children, you know, between their children because of these conversations, you know. And so making decisions and thoughtful declarative statements about what you want or don't want and and making sure that the entire family understands who's going to be making those decisions and and then having that record of what was – requested is very helpful and can minimize the trauma and the 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 family trauma at end of life
0: oh yeah the dissension yeah just like you said this is the most precious gift for the next generation Mm -hmm. all right folks it's time for a short break I'm having such a great time talking about this topic, so I'm just really enjoying myself here. I hope you are, too. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, and Justin Holland. And we are and uh, they're the co-founders of Thanacare, a Minnesota-based end-of-life planning company. And they are here today to share how Thanacare is providing end-of-life planning for people, families, and providers. So if you have a question, last segment coming up here, folks, 952 946 6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about helping you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, and Justin Hallen, co-founders of Thanacare, a Minnesota-based end-of-life planning company. And they're here today to share how Thanacare is providing just... Best Practice End-of-Life Planning for People, Families, and Providers. So if you have a question, this is the last segment, folks. Give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. All right, Justin, if our listeners have questions or want more information, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys?
1: Right. So you can go to our website at thanacare.com. At the top, if you are interested in scheduling an advanced care planning, you click on Schedule. And for only $250, you will have two 45 minute sessions to complete your advanced care planning with one of our advocates. So typically, if you go out there in the marketplace, it's around $500 for advanced care plan. We only do $250, and it's with a real person.
0: Yeah. Someone who has been trained, who's a professional, Correct. who is passionate like we are about this. Um, maybe we should talk about the process just to make sure people are really clear how this isn't this isn't just like a you go online and you fill out your own form you're actually partnering right with an advocate to help you complete the correct
1: correct if you click schedule and pick a time and date one of our advocates will reach out to you with their personal email and contact you and we'll send you uh, materials ahead of time so that you're familiar with the questions ahead of time mm-hmm. and you can gather your healthcare surrogate if you want them on the call as well oh, that's and nice. then we'll send you a link for the video meeting whether that's Zoom or Teams so the first 45 minutes, you'll get as far as you can through those questions, um, and then you have an additional 45 minutes to either um, add more to your questions or complete your video wish and talk about how to share it, right? That's the most important part is sharing that directive.
0: Yes. And, again, that's part of the benefit of working with you guys is you guys help make sure that that document gets transmitted to the providers and hospitals, whomever their healthcare. care provider is, right?
2: That is correct, and Sam could maybe dive into that a little deeper in terms of the way we uh, gather and then subsequently disseminate the information.
0: Great idea. Sam, would you take that for us?
3: Yeah, so definitely, uh, you know, working with our hospital system partners, we like to keep these documents into the single source of truth, which is their electronic medical record. It's generally an Epic system or a Cerner system, and we are able to uh, do that through the ThanaCare API. Uh, we also provide kind of low tech, no tech um, solutions such as print, sign, scan, and uploading. So, you know, we try to tackle this advanced care planning um, problem at each level, whether you have high tech or low tech uh, pathways.
0: Okay. Um, and just to remind us then about the cost, Justin, it was two hundred and fifty. That would cover, and that's enough time to complete. The forms, right? The, the two sessions?
1: Correct, correct. For $250, that will get you two 45 minute sessions with one of our advocates. That's an average. If you come prepared with your questions answered ahead of time, it might take less time. Okay. You might need that second session for additional questions depending on your diagnosis at end of life or
2: what you're going through. So, And we're okay. there to help you with that. Okay. And again, the advocates are, I mean, we try to subspecialize. The approach to selecting advocates for patients, and so, in other words, if we have a patient with end-stage renal disease who's on dialysis, we try to bring a dialysis nurse to the table to have those conversations because they're familiar with their with the disease process that is most likely going to impact the end of life experience for that specific patient. And at this point, we find that that adds great. Additional value. I mean the, the, the process of advanced care planning documents completion in terms of deciding do you want to be resuscitated or not mm-hmm. are, are somewhat generic and, and they're universal. But there are – we are finding that there are other specific probable scenarios that are going to confront that patient based on their preexisting conditions and diseases that we try to address with the process as well.
0: Yeah. Well, we find that in our practice, disease progression. The families want to know, well, what's it going to look like? When's it going to happen? So, I mean, I think that's really, I didn't even realize you guys did that, but to try to find somebody who can, who maybe really understands, like I say, the disease process, disease progression, and, and, and what are the things that they'll have to deal with in that particular circumstance of that disease? Because they, they are different. The different comorbidities have you know, different progressions.
2: The end-of-life experience is reproducible f- often based on the patient's diseases. Mm-hmm. And, you know, chronic obstructive pulmonary yeah. disease, for example, one of the key decisions at end-of-life is do you intubate the patient when they are compromised? And and often the, 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 the conundrum is that you may not be able to get the breathing tube out right. and and so end stage renal disease patients often you know get to the point where they no longer want to be on dialysis three or four times a week for 5 hours they get tired i mean they go into it thinking maybe i'm going to have a renal transplant but often they tire of the of the quality of the life that they have and they at that point want to make the decision to not do dialysis and it often it's you know that's that's their call, obviously. And uh, but when they want to make that decision, it's good to know what is likely to happen to them, and to help them understand what's likely to happen to them. And so we try to take that approach with our approach, so that we aren't just giving them um, generic mm-hmm. questions that don't specifically aren't specifically tailored towards their needs.
0: Right. And I think it's so important for that the surrogate or the medical decision maker. To be a part of that, I, I didn't even think about that, but have them on the call as well, so they're hearing and, and being a part of this process.
2: It is. I mean, the self-directed options are out there. You'll see them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they, you know, they often can be even less than two hundred fifty dollars. The two hundred fifty dollars that we spend or ask our patients to spend it is, mm-hmm. is entirely reflected by the, the manpower costs associated with hiring our mm-hmm. subspecialty nurse advocates to, to complete the process. But having a guide to take you through the documents is is really, most people do not have, the, they're not sophisticated enough to understand what decisions they're being asked to make and mm-hmm. so you, you really do have to kind of help walk that walk them through that and their patient and their families through that so that they understand those decisions and that they can make the best decisions
0: Alright, the hour is up we did a great job we covered a lot of ground but there's so much more we can talk about so we'll have to have you back Love to be back. Love
2: to be back. All right. Thanks again for the opportunity. Yes. I
0: want to thank Dr. Michael Madison, Sam Madison, and Justin Halland, co founders of Thanacare, a Minnesota based end of life planning company, for sharing how Thanacare is providing end of life planning for people, families, and providers, and how the power of advanced care planning benefits all stakeholders from the patient to loved ones to providers and caretakers. Justin, If people are looking for more information or have questions, what's the best way to do that?
1: Go to www.thanicare.com or you can call 763-360-5135.
0: All right. We hope you enjoyed today's show, folks. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation. You can reach us anytime by voice or text at 612-999-3426. Join us again next Saturday at noon for another broadcast. And thank you for listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. Until next time, choose to live well.